Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. podcast on the planet we ask the hard questions like if a halfling druid turns into a large animal such as a bear and then eats a bear-sized portion of food what happens when they turn back to halfling size that's okay that's a question of does it translate back because there's the same question of like when someone like fucking like turns into a werewolf right like little billy turns into a werewolf do his clothes grow with him or do his werewolf clothes shrink with him i think okay I think it's a different question because I think werewolves classically they rip through their clothes. Like that's They're a hallmark the of a werewolf. They're okay, in the same like, neighborhood. Okay, but no, but druids druids use magic. Druids use magic that turns their clothes into it. But like the question is, what about the food? It's like clothes shifting into your body. I can see happening, but food like okay. I think that it might be something that you don't think about, and then yeah. you fuck up. <laughs> There must have been a lot of, like, a lot of people who now died in the process of being wild shit. Now you got belly hunger, belly ache, belly fucking hurty. I'm gonna die disease. Uh, you fools. This was, uh, this was a gateway question into me discussing my Vorking. Anyway. No! Uh, what? You don't, Derry, tell them that you don't have one of those. I don't, please, please, I do not have it. No, Derry has one. Derry's got a Vorking. Okay, we're gonna move on before I get roasted. Harry, now that you've set it into existence, everyone's yeah. gonna go crazy. They're already saying it. They're already bullying me for using monsters. Well, okay, but then you confirmed it, and then you're trying to back. And then I'm not saying that you're trying to backpedal, but it sounds like you're backpedaling. You are. There is backpedaling. <laughs> I I don't care anymore. My I do everything for the bit. Would we like to play some fucking Pathfinder? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Okay, so, welcome everyone to Book 2 of Extinction Curse. Before we go any further, would like to give a fucking shout-out. Uh, we kept this pretty quiet until now. But, uh, the author of this book is uh, a little someone called Jenny Jarzabski, um, who is a fan of the show and uh, in the Dice Roll server. Um, we love you, Jenny. Thank you so much for writing we this book. We love you. I'm going to hurt these uh, trees so much with your words. You? <laughs> you. You can certainly try. Don't do it. I, Jenny has helped me. Like I've been like, oh, Jenny, what do you think of like this uh, upline? What if I wrote this in it? And she was like, that's a good idea. And I was like, thanks. Now, <laughs> you can inspire and cause pain. Are we ready to start? Because we can't do a recap of what happened last time so much as a... Uh, Hop in with a fun cinematic little intro. 
I don't know if I want to start now that you've said all of this. I'm not sure. Well, too bad. Here we go. Oh, no. Circus music plays faintly through the rain, and Myron under Stendhal walks the corridors of Mr. Snusk-like celestial menagerie. As a child, it had always been Thunder's dream to join the circus. The lights, the showmanship, going to see those performances instilled into young men a passion unlike any other. A passion that was, unfortunately, not supported by the rest of the Stenthal family, who insisted they follow in his father's footsteps and become a paladin for the Church of Abadar. But counting and balancing never stole his heart like colors and glee that the circus brought with In his mid-twenties, one day he simply packed up his bags, left his position in the church, and left to find his fortune in the spotlight. Mr. Suslets was not his first circus. He joined several performing troops under the stage name of Thunder Trueheart a strongman who used the power of Abadar to bend and twist the symbols of evil gods into pretzels. But these groups of entertainers usually fell apart due to poor management and lack of structure. Eventually, when he was invited in Dusklights, her masterful control of the performing act, her frankly genius managerial skills, and her overwhelming charisma was unlike anything he'd ever seen before. It had been opened in Eskadar for a few months before he'd gotten there, and already the carnival-like establishment was a massive success. An interactive circus, with incredible performers in its fold, full of magical monsters and creatures of legends. Audience cheered for cavorting azatas, juggling giants, and mammoth riders. It was beautiful, and he was proud to be part of it. Unfortunately, one only has to peel off the outermost layer of paint on a rancid husk, to see what lies beneath. As Thunder worked in the menagerie for longer and longer, more and more became apparent. Rumors swirled of Dusklight's dubious methods of keeping absolute control over the circus. He heard that Mordain the Magician, that sweet half-elven elf, half escape artist, had been blackmailed into staying for longer and working for less than she deserved. The Dwarven Trowers been minutes late to practice one day, and their wages were at held. Poor Ariato Demon Hag, the little girl who'd been raised here since childhood and used as a freak show for her apparent abyssal heritage, had tried to run away once or twice, and whenever she returned, she wouldn't be fed. The professor had taken care of her, of course, but the fact of the matter that was just like mistreated her performers, and that isn't even getting into the injury the newcomer Royari Sansar and had had due to faulty safety nets or the rumors of Jellico Boing Boing causing distress to his partner Volio Via after the latter joked about Dusklight's outfit, or Malchus the Magnificent who had complained about all this and then vanished, or... Thunder stops, staring at the posters along the walls. Earlier tonight, Volio Via, Royari Sansernax, and Ariato Demonhag had fled from the circus. After an apparent breakdown on the elf Asmar clown's behalf. He's not sure exactly what happened, but it looked violent and hadn't gone well for anyone involved. The posters that decorate the wall stare back. See the grinning goblin in his freakish fur, one read. Laugh at the burly half-orc in her pink tutu, another demands. And above it, Portrayed looming over all other posters 
just like she looms over the circus, is a black cat in a beautiful ringmaster's garb, standing with a staff in her hand, reading, Come to Mistress Dusklight's celestial menagerie and touch the uncanny. Thunder feels sick to his stomach. The uncanny aren't animals to pet. They're people like him or Dusklight. As he clenches his fists together, knowing in his heart of hearts this isn't right, he makes a decision. He's going to leave soon too. When he does, he'll make a safe place for the performers, so they'll never have to live another day like they do here at Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie. Welcome, everyone, to Book 2 of Extinction Curse. Legacy of the Lost God. That's kind of sexy, not gonna lie. We see three performers, and they are in a wagon being pulled along by two big husked frogs. How are those performers doing as they travel the road away from the, uh, the small hamlet of Aberton towards the seaport city of Eskadar? Well, Vully was hanging over the side of the uh, wagon. Uh, he's kind of watching the trees go by. Uh, bothering the slurks, kicking his legs up. You know how they do. They, like they are very cranky at you. Good. Uh, you know how when you're laying on your stomach and you like kick your legs back and forth up in the air. Well, he was enjoying himself. Doing better. Alright. Volio! You are now level 5. Yeah. And you're also a godling. Um, yeah. Which means you have a small portion of divine power that uh, sets you above the common man, which is Weird and strange, because you are a clan. Um, mm-hmm. You, What did you get when you leveled up? Let's go through it. Well, uh, I'd like to keep one thing secret, if you'd let me. Um, just for a future okay. gag. Okay, uh, absolutely fine. And you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when I don't fucking oh, say is, it. Is, it. is it the ancestry thing you got? Yes, it is. Okay, we'll be quiet about that. I would love to, because I would love for that to be a gag. Um, you got an ancestry feat, and we'll say that much. Yes, I got an ancestry feat, and I'm not going to talk about it. But mm-hmm. what I can talk about is literally anything else. Uh, I got some boosts. I got some ability boost. I boosted strength, uh, constitution, intelligence, and wisdom. Uh, mm-hmm. Wisdom because I didn't want a negative score. <laughs> that was maybe a good call. Fair. I, I think it was. <laughs> um... Uh, I boosted crafting up to expert uh, because. Yeah. Okay. Now I, now I got a lot of. Uh, I got a lot of juice right now. You got the cauldron feat at level four, the thing that lets you craft potions, mm-hmm. and you didn't really use it until now. I didn't. I didn't have enough time. Was the thing. Yeah. Can you tell me how many craft potions you crafted over the last uh, two weeks? Twenty-four, baby. Oh my god. You have an absurd amount of fucking potions. Yes, yes, yes. If you would like to know the specific number of each potion that I have, I have uh-huh. one nectar of purification, three potions of expedious retreat, three gecko potions, and 17 lesser healing potions. Fuck. So whenever you're feeling down or bad, I got the clown juice for you. Clown juice. I I really hate that this means that Volio now has a bag full of like 
glass flasks. So when he walks, there's just a <laughs> noise. Oh my god. Uh, Royari, how are you holding up? Royari is doing wonderful. Royari, uh, uh, she really enjoyed Everton, even though there was a bunch of bullshit. Um, performing there was extremely fun. Everybody was very nice. Um, and, um, there, uh, he's a godling now, so he's pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, has his ego been bolstered by this? Uh, yeah, a little bit too much. <laughs> I, 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 I think that you may, um, you, you need to be careful about all of the things that you give him in the future because it'll only make it worse. <laughs> uh, Royari, you are level five too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you get when you leveled up? Um, well, I got stronger, better, more epic. Okay. Um, my, I know that my, um, uh, my finisher got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, now instead of doing 2d6 extra on a finisher, it does 3d6. That's very fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I retrained the acrobat archetype. Oh, um, yeah? What did you mm-hmm. retrain it to be? Uh, into, um, a redeemer multiclass. Uh, so Royari is now, uh, multiclassing into champion, which is the Pathfinder mm-hmm. 2e version of the paladin. Uh, the Redeemer, it, the way that it works is the Champion is the Paladin, to an extent. The Paladin is specifically the lawful good version of the Champion. But for uh, other alignments, there are other kinds of Champions. The neutral good version is what Royari has, which is the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. So the way that the Redeemer works is whereas the Paladin is like a Champion of Justice, meting out punishment to evildoers, the Redeemer is someone who wants to try possible convince evildoers to stop what they're doing and go their own way which considering the kind of person Royari is when it comes to criminals yeah that seems pretty pretty on point um you are a redeemer of Iomade um mm-hmm. which means that your some of your tenets are stuff like be temperate and uh, always act with honor since you aren't a full champion you're just a swashbuckler who is also, in the meantime, dabbling a bit in the act of championhood. Uh, I won't be mm-hmm. going as hard where if you break the rules, you are going to go to hell and lose all your powers. It's just... Be cool. Follow, follow your God's just uh, laws. What, what made Royari want to take this? Um... Mary, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, this is the whole thing where Royari, after becoming a godling is kind of curious about, like, their own, you know, spirituality, but also, like, the fact that, like, hey, I'm kind of following Nyamada's footsteps a little bit here. And also just sort of leaning a lot into the um, the Sword Saint thing. You could mention that he's got that commissioned as a joke when that comes up in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, basically, Royari is leaning into the fact that he is even partially divine now. He's not going to let anyone else forget. And mm-hmm. it's also a backdoor into him embracing his own religion, which is something he's lived with since he was a little kid. Mm. Okay. So, um, uh, so I'll, do you want me to cut you back in? Um, well, after the whole 
um, god, the godling thing happened. Yeah, that was certainly um, a thing that happened. You have been invested uh, with divine energy. Uh, Rayari was like, well, I don't want to let anybody forget that that's a thing. Um, <laughs> Um, but they also, uh, he, he is like a religious person. He's not mm -hmm. like, you wouldn't look at him and your first thought might not be, oh, this is somebody who worships Sayomane, but he does like give a shit. He does. Mm -hmm. He's um, like been wearing her necklace for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he like grew up around that particular type of like, religion and it was just something important to him so she um decided that uh dabbling and being a champion would be a good idea plus uh being a redeemer just kind of like fit with uh their vibe mm -hmm. like the, the whole thing about like bringing more people into the circus and helping uh, like forgiving people and helping them get better and if they don't get better you can still kick their ass oh yeah I still pick a. You can't stop me. But yeah, um, that's why. Okay. Um, and then Rayari also got it. Uh, it's an ancestry feat, I believe. It was cooperative. Uh, cooperative nature. Okay. And what's cooperative nature do? Um, I get um a plus four circumstance bonus when I uh, aid, do basically anything. I just, I'm okay. good. At, I'm really good at helping people. So, you know that thing where you spend an action to, like, hype someone up with your words? Yep. With diplomacy? That gets a plus four now, which is insane. Yep. Uh, you're going to be easily getting panache from that. I'm very excited. Okay. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, how is Ariato Bati doing? You are level five. Uh, what's it like? Uh -huh. What'd you get? Well, uh... I boosted up my medicine checks, just in case. Okay, good call, frankly. As the person who had the most medicine out of everyone, I felt like I should. Hmm. Well, now we have a load of different things keeping <laughs> us alive, so even if yep. we don't have a healer per se, you won't die as easy as you did in book one. We've got contingency plans. Yeah. Fortunately. Uh, I also boosted. I also boosted my strength a little bit. Because oh, yeah. I retrained Ariato just a little bit. Uh-huh. What, what did you train her with those two weeks to do? Uh, well, instead of the dumb heroic feat, the one that I never needed to use because my because rules are apparently are, busted. Your um, rules are fucking insane. Uh, I trained myself in weapon proficiency and martial weapons Ooh. so I can finally <gasps> use the goddamn trident. So yes. you now have a trident that you're able to use properly in a fight. Yep. A lot it's of her spells fun. are within close range anyway. Bane, I'm staring at you. <laughs> um, and okay, other than uh, that, did, what did you get? You got an ancestry fee as well, right? I did. My vision now goes to dark vision. Oh! With hag sight. Okay. So, Ariato, your eyes are kind of now like a cat's in the dark. Um, mm -hmm. They reflect light, which is a little bit frightening. That's so cool. It helps with the intimidation factor. It does. Royari's now the only bitch you can't see in the dark. <laughs> you know what? Royari doesn't need that because I have a torch. Damn, that's crazy. That's, that's wild, man. 
Anyway. Um, anyhow. Uh, and you got some spells, but I get the feeling you're going to keep those a secret to plague me with later, right? Yeah, one in particular is definitely going to be something I'm going to plague you with. I'm so fucking afraid. <laughs> Just one of them, though. The other ones are standard. They had, Casca already had those. Okay, cool. Um, so so there's the normal I, amount of scary. Just a, still pretty fucking scary. I think after traveling for a little bit, she's getting kind of fancy. So there's like a there's like a front seat to the to the the caravan, right? One hundred percent, right by the big old slurps. Okay, so she is uh, sitting upside down in that <laughs> seat. Like a, like a child swinging her legs back and f- back and forth on the fucking uh, on like the back part of the seat, and she is absolutely asked once or twice, maybe five times today. Are we there yet? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the answer might be no. Yeah, the answer is almost. Um, it has been a long journey. Um, you spent about two weeks on the road. Um, you guys have to travel pretty slowly because it's, first off, a pretty decent distance. But also, uh, you do need to, like, stop every night to rest, and sometimes, like, you don't travel quite as much as you would like to. Um, you know how it is. Well, about two weeks have passed since you've been getting to Eskadar. And part of you maybe all feel that maybe that slowness on your part might be slightly intentional. As you are approaching slowly, I think everyone's nerves are a little bit shot. Aside from uh, Elion, uh, our Batfolk friend who uh, recently joined the circus, and Axel, who has never done anything wrong in his life, <laughs> most of you were formerly members of Mr. Spellsplites, uh Celestial Menagerie. And most of you are aware that she's 90% there in Escadar. The circus, like, the Celestial Menagerie isn't a traveling circus very much. It's almost easier to describe it as a carnival that has a circus in the middle of it. It's a permanent feature in Escadar. So unless she is on one of her few outings to other cities, you know that you're going to have a little bit of competition here. And it's not competition you're super necessarily looking forward to, but you have to go here as well because of the things you learned about Moonstone Hall during your whole uh, encounter with the dinosaur people who seem to want to extinguish all life on the island. Did we mention that? I don't think we mentioned that. Uh, not today, no. I mean, no. that's that's still definitely a thing. Also, I mean, 10% is 10%. It, it's not 100% chance. chance that she's there. You can still bank <laughs> on the 10. You, wouldn't, you shouldn't be hopeful about it, but you can still bank on the 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, as you guys are all sitting there, and slowly, actually, the city of Escadar is coming into view, off on the horizon. Uh, what are you guys doing with each other? How are you guys holding up? I think that Rayari is currently just laying around um, and bothering Volio. Not that it is probably actually bothering Volio, but she's trying. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Volio is, he's still looking outside and he's like, I spy this my little eye, something green. 
Um, the grass. Nope. The, 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 the leaves on like trees. Close. What the fuck else is out there that's green? I saw hey, a lizard. It, how big was the lizard? About as big as a leaf. How were you seeing this? I'm sorry that I pay attention. Prairie sighs. She's like, oh, Ariado, Volio's bothering me again. He's he's playing I Spy and he's cheating. He's cheating by telling by by spying things that are too small. Wait, Volio, there's another lizard over there. Oh no! <laughs> What is a human? That was brown. Oh, what is a human to do? It's this. I love the idea of Royari complaining to to Ariadu, and she just stares into the distance, like fierce expression on her face. There's another one. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, you guys are getting close enough now that yeah, you're about to enter the city of Escadar. That's comes with its own mixed bag of emotions for everyone. I spy a heap of trash in the distance. <laughs> a little bit. A lot of bits. Uh, it did not get any better, did it? Well, if it did not, then Vivo makes the best of it. It will when she's gone. We can expedite that as well. Okay, let's not get arrested or do illegal things, Volio. I <laughs> mean, is kicking her straight in the ass illegal? That, well... Probably Not if t- no one prob- sees. Probably technically, but as long as we don't kill her, we, they don't have proof. I mean, it's true. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're also giving us ideas. Okay, calm down. <laughs> uh, are you guys uh, happy to start entering into the city? Mm-hmm. Well, not happy, but... Well, fair enough. Uh, let me describe uh, the city to you all. The sharp tang of salt permeates the air, and the gulls that swoop and cry overhead mark the city's proximity to the sea. Grandiose buildings at the city's center rise above the sprawling markets and squalid tenements. Crowd ships sail in and out of the harbor with the wind, as laborers and travelers mill about the docks and quays. The tide of humanity ebbs and flows throughout the port city. Hawkers pace the crooked streets and shout various offers to passerby. Fishmongers sing out a daily catch, traipsing and meandering paths through crowded markets. Armed guards in navy blue uniforms with bronze badges patrol the busy intersections, their eyes scanning the crowds and lingering above your wagons as you pass through the cobblestone roads. Dirty-faced uh, urchins dart on their foot, seeking dropped coins or untended perks. As day two stop, I gaze up at you in wonder as you pass. Making your way through the streets of Eskadar is similar to peering through pages of history, as newer projects are built practically on top of older buildings. Foundations millennia old support brand new structures, the city growing proudly higher and higher. It's even bigger than it was about a year ago when you guys were here. That's not necessarily a good thing, it's busy as always, but hey, it's home. Welcome back to Escadar, everyone. Ah, uh, it stinks just as bad as when we live. Oh, it always will. I haven't missed this place. I miss it a little, but I've also wasn't always here with her. 
Are you guys at the front of this caravan wagon? Or like this uh, caravan train? I feel like they wouldn't be at the very front, but they'd be near it. Okay. I think you guys see the wagon ahead of you stopping as it's kind of flagged down by a uh, city guard. And you see the professor uh, poking his head out and uh, pointing back to you guys and kind of waving for you all to come over. One moment. Andreari gets up and is like, shall we? He shall. And he, he slunks out of the like caravan onto his hands and walks over on his hands. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ariado flips out from the uh, from her seat. Still, she was still sitting upside down, by the way. <laughs> That's so sexy of her. Um, Rayari um, steps down in a sexy manner. <laughs> um, and walks over and is like, yes. Um, I think the man, uh, he's a handsome fella, to say the least. Um, he's kind of like dark skinned uh, with blonde hair and like a big bright smile. And he kind of looks you guys up a little bit and he's like, well, uh, good afternoon, travelers. Uh, welcome to Eskadar. Hello, thank you for the welcome. Uh, now I do have to ask, uh, judging by your uh, kind of whole dig here, um, you, are you uh, just passing through? What's your, what's your business here? We are stopping here for a bit. We were planning on um, performing here. Oh, are you uh, new new people for the Celestial Menagerie? We, the Celestial Menagerie. we are not part of the Celestial Menagerie. Mm-hmm. We are a new circus competition, perhaps. Oh. Well, you know what I always say. A healthy competition brightens everything up. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Now, uh, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Darkus Stallet. Uh, I'm a uh, constable here. You know... <sighs> Alright, let me put it this way. If you're gonna perform here, that's. I had a feeling uh, something was up. Uh, but that being said. Is there a problem? Well, no, you're gonna need all the unused land to have the circus, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, in that case, you're probably gonna need to come down to Conclave Square and uh, talk to the Chief Constable. Mm-hmm. So that okay. she can, you know, figure all that out. Yeah. Uh, no. Entrepreneurs like yourselves, you know to keep it on the good side of law and everything. Oh. Good relationships. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, she probably... Oh, God. He kind of, like, pulls out a little booklet and says, I'm going to say she's going to be about five hours until her schedule opens up. Very busy woman. That's uh, but lovely, lovely time. woman. If you come down to Conclave Square later, uh, mm-hmm. we can bring you in, have a talk. And uh, get your your circus set up, the competition and all that. That would yes, be lovely. Yes. Of course. He kind of grins and says, "Until then, uh, I suppose you can pack your wagons on the uh, outskirts of town, and uh, five hours. Feel free to enjoy the sights of Escadar. We will. We will look right at it." He kind of like taps uh, you on the shoulder, volume and says, "Right on your pop. See you now." And he kind of turns... My fucking what? (laughs) (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) No, on on you pop. On my what? No, on you pop. As in, on you go, on you pop. I'm very sorry, I'm not a father. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> oh, you circus folk. <laughs> I got me good there. I was really uh, bamboozled for a moment. Uh, right, well, uh, I'll leave you to it. See you now, lads. Yes, yes. Farewell. As, uh, as soon as he's out of, um, of earshot, uh, Rayari looks at Volio and is like, no, you're, you're right. That was a very, very weird way to put that. I think he was British. <laughs> I've heard that expression like I've heard that expression before I just think it's weird uh, the himbo guard is out of there and apparently you guys have uh, five hours to wait before uh, the chief constable comes around uh, do you guys want to roll a, a society check to see what you guys might remember about the chief constable of Escadar you yeah, have, sure. like, you've been around this place before I would love to roll for what we live in 16 Barry, it's completely not fair. How could you make my HP 68 and not 69? Very sorry, Dave. I hate you. <laughs> Five. Jesus Christ. I almost rolled a net. This is only a pit stop for Volio. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh? I did the exact same thing for you, too. Okay. Uh, Royari and Volio, neither of you know nor care who the chief constable is. Um, Ariadu, I think you might remember her. Uh, mm -hmm. You probably had to deal with her once or twice. You might have gone to them for help during um, some of your attempted runaways, maybe. Makes they sense. Did what they could, but well, you know how the pigs are. Yep. <laughs> uh, that would be Andera Paldrine. Uh, Escadars, she is a sternly efficient uh, chief constable. Eskadari isn't, uh, if you've noticed, um, the cleanest of cities. Um, it's always been known as a home of vices, uh, with more than a share of smugglers' warehouse, illicit brothels, gladiatorial pits. Uh, but Chief Constable Paldrin has been working hard to legitimize the city's entertainment businesses. Mm -hmm. So she got involved a fair bit with Dusklight. And Ariadne, what you do remember from her is she's kind of a... Paradise. Convincing yeah. her is going to be a joy. Uh, I think Ariado, in her process of going into her into her memory vault of things she never wanted to remember again, her expression just it goes from hmm, yeah I remember her to oh yeah I remember her. Bad. <laughs> Annoying. Stick up her ass. Oh, wonderful. Like, she was in with Dustlife for a bit, trying to, you know, make the entertainment business seem cool and good and not anything like the rest of this. She was trying to make things follow the law because Dusklight, uh... <laughs> a little gray, more towards uh, not, not so gray there. Well... Yeah, she didn't... It's very hard to get Dusklight to do anything other than what she wants. I think as you guys are all kind of just standing there, the professor kind of leans out of the carriage, and beside him is Elysia. And he's like, Right, so so what's the plan? What happened there? He asked to talk to our leaders, and I, well, pointed him on to you. Well, we have to talk to the chief constable. Fuck. But for now, we mm -hmm. will park our caravans on the outskirts of town. We won't be seeing her for another five hours. Yup. He kind of puts his ha head in his hands and he's like, Ugh, that woman wants to outlaw fun, I'll tell you that much. 
Oh, yes, I am sure. Oh, actually, eating fire is very dangerous. You could have permanent harm like that. My wife doesn't know what she's talking <laughs> Anyway. Ariana just stares at one of her hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elysia kind of uh, comes around and says, Right, so I suppose we best get uh, back to the front, right? Uh, yes, the outside yes. of the city. Uh, I set up camp for night or, or afternoon, and uh, just wait until then, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds good. Best to get okay. set up now. The caravans are turned around, and you guys uh, head to the uh, edge of town, where you kind of make a little caravan circle. Fire is lit, um, and everyone kind of just chills out, having lunch. Axel kind of comes out of his uh, little home in the, the wagon with Elion. And uh, the two of them are kind of buzzing. And uh, Axel's like, Whoa! Eskadar's so pretty! Have you... You've never been, right? No, I I never left... Uh, like, my hometown uh, was Aberton. Oh my god. I never god. left Aberton. Oh my god. Wow, it really shows. <laughs> you think? I, do I have the rustic Abertonian charm? Yes, Axel. I think you have all the charm of that city. Yes. I'm so, I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, Eskadar looks really cool. Uh, do you, are you guys gonna go exploring afterwards? Maybe. I have we'll not see. been here in a while, and I. Hmm. Uh, I think Elion kind of woos around the corner, uh, and she's like, <laughs> uh-huh. uh huh, and she's like, so what's all this about, like? I'm hearing a lot of people talking about another circus here. Yes. There is another circus. Mistress Dustlight's uh, Magical Menagerie is another circus that is stationed permanently in Eskadar. It is where we came from originally uh, before we were in this circus. Mm-hmm. You guys don't seem thrilled. Uh, they were shitty. It fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, okay. The, 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 uh, I will put it. Is Ariadne will... okay? She looks like she's going to like explode. I will put it very lightly to very, very simply explain. Um, the Celestial Menagerie mistreats their performers and is shitty, and they also mistreat all of their animals and every. And their familiars? Uh huh. Unforgivable! Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. So we don't like them. They they suck. They uh, oh um I do not know if you recall. Uh, I think we came back once and there was like we you know the the ro- the, the little the little robot friend that we have now. Oh, Meccano! And Meccano's head kind of like pokes out from like uh from like the caravan <gasps> that Axel's in. And that's uh, uh, like <sighs> yes, we got him from them because they tried to fuck with us in Aberton, uh, but oh. they're not as cool as us. So we stole him! Well, I guess this will be our chance to show them who's boss, right? Absolutely! <laughs> show them who's boss again. Yes, it's not the first time. We do have um, one win under our belt, and I'm still proud of that. I'm still riding <laughs> off of that high. <laughs> I've been riding off of that high since it happened as well. Um, I think uh, Elysia gets out of her cart and says, and what's this about Moonstone Hall? What are, like, I I love, you know, just going along with the status quo, as it were, but, like, you guys, um, 
She kind of points at your skin, which like is all perfectly clear. Like there's not even like any scratches on it. Uh, like you look like you have been unharmed or like un like it, it doesn't look like you've been traveling for two weeks. Like I, you guys mm-hmm. kind of got divine powers and um, has to do with something in the town. What what are we gonna do with that? Uh, well, we will do our best to find out more about it because. As of now, we are with you with how confused we are. Yeah, we don't know too much about that. There's like a hundred abandoned temples of Aradin in this city. I believe, believe me, I know. We'll find it. Eventually. You have a plan eventually. For like finding it? Nope. Not yet. Using our eyes. Yep. That's it. Well, if uh, Volio's last two weeks of I Spy or anything, uh, that should be okay. <laughs> Maybe fast around. I know people in this city. It's a one in a hundred chance. You might not want to t- talk about it to the constable, maybe, because she might not want us to. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I'm not talking about her. Good. You hear, you hear like the professor coughing from his caravan and says, <laughs> She'll tell you it's trespass. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, tr- oh, trespassing, my favorite crime. Sounds fun. A little bit. Jeez. A little bit fun. Uh, I think Hod comes up to you, Royari, and says, uh, mix on some axe. Mm-hmm. I finished the art commission you asked for. Uh, which does look better? And, uh, he holds up, like, two posters of you, Royari. Uh, one of them has, like, a halo and, like, loads of, like, godly <laughs> Im- imagery, uh, that says, Royari Sansarnax, graceful godling. And Royari Sansarnax, the sword saint. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they need more work, I can go back to more work. Mm, I like having a bit of artistic uh, output to do. Me comments balanced. I think there should be more sparkles. <laughs> I like oh, sword no. saint though. That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm glad that you like it. I came up with it myself in the middle of the night. Wow! Your genius is startling, Miss Sonak. <laughs> Thank you. Ixnay. Ixnay on the Ultimate's gay. <laughs> I know I think what you're saying. Points, it comes out and says, You better not be trying to steal my assistant, Royale. Uh, n- oh, never. I'm. No. <laughs> no, whatever. Ariato, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. These posters are really cool. I'm glad that you like them. <laughs> Hold, you are so talented. Troyari is avoiding the question. I didn't know you had a lot of this drawing talent, and she's like poking at his hat, at his abs. It's <laughs> like, I was an art major before I joined the circus. Oh! Ooh. Can we trade art pieces? I can only do art <laughs> at night, though. I would love to have an art trade. <laughs> hey, Mordane, I made a friend with your assistant. <laughs> That's okay, you're you're flawless, Ariato, but don't Thank let that you. skank Royari near him. Hey, you whore! <laughs> the girls are fighting. The the Campalis put their hands over their children's ears and they shake their heads at you. <laughs> Ariato waves oh. at the kids. <laughs> so you guys have now settled in Escadar. You have a few a bit of time to burn before you have to go uh, meet uh, the chief constable and Negotiate your terms of staying in Eskadar. There's stuff you could do in Eskadar. Like. Such as? 
the circus. But maybe not that. Maybe don't you don't want to go to the circus. Maybe there's a lot of other things. No. You could uh, you could go shopping. It is a city, so there will be better stuff here than there was back in Aberton. You guys could uh, look at boats. <laughs> um, there is like a lot you can do. You guys could also look uh, for information on Moonstone Temple, perhaps, or uh, see if there's like, because if memory serves, there's a library around here that might have some interesting information about, well, anything you might be looking uh, out for. The Zulgat, this is Gabazeb guy, Eskadar itself, if you wanted. It's kind of up to you, all of you. What do you guys want to do? You can also just wait here until time is ready, you know? Volio leans over to Rayari. Mm-hmm. And starts instigating. Rayari, remember all the shops you loved here? Wouldn't you like to visit them again? Are you trying to get me to take a shopping? Because I was already thinking about it. I knew you were, but I wanted to push you. Push me? Well, now I don't want to do it. Are you sure? Rayari gets up and starts walking towards shops. <laughs> uh, Rayari gets up and is like, Ariada, would you like to come shopping? Okay. Um, and he will that hand to take. Alright, so, um, how about you guys all roll me a diplomacy check to see uh, a fun shop you might be able to find. Ten. <laughs> Diplomacy's not good, I got a four. <laughs> God. I rolled a, a 25. A 10. Hey, twinsies. <laughs> okay, I think you guys spend some time looking. And like, there are shops that you are used to. Um, uh, as you're walking, I think you see one that catches your eye. Uh, because... What? As you stand outside, you're... Probably a little bit confused because the sign reads Gold Pockets Emporium, where adventure goes, we follow. Established 4719AR. What is happening? Oh my god, she's following us. Rayari looks at that store and looks back at the others and is like, I'm going to walk in, and if it is dirty. I- you're going to find out why she is following us. If it is Gertie, then this is a bad dream. She might have identical sisters. <gasps> what is this fire emblem? <laughs> yes, apparently. Is it Derry? Is it? You'll have I to saw find the tweet. Out. Would, you, would you like to enter uh, Gold Pockets Emporium? Rayari walks into Gold Pockets Emporium. And <laughs> sitting uh, behind the table as you enter. She has the same fucking Stop. name. Is Gertie Stop. Gold Pockets? Gertie, Gertie. Uh, Gertie looks up from her desk. The shop is identical in every way on the inside. <sighs> and she looks up and she gasps and she's like, <gasps> "Wandering Tree! Why are you here in Eskadar, my dear, my darling?" Okay, she didn't have identical sisters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she kind of stands up and she's. You're in Eskadar? Yes. That uh-huh. is where we were going. You said goodbye to us. Yes. I mean, yeah, but I didn't know you were going to Eskadar. You didn't hear the news, but because of all the purchases you made in my store, I was able to afford enough money to move out of Aberton at last and go somewhere where the real bucks are. I see. Oh, 
Yeah. You're actually my first customers in this new store. What a kawinky dink. How did you get here and set up all before we showed up? It took us two weeks. I mean, it took me one week. Well, the store is also completely identical. Yeah, I mean, I... I happens, I guess. Yeah, like a- I just like decorating the same way. All right, all right. I was... I was just about to say you have, like, a really good memory of how you lay out your stuff. Yeah, it's one of my skills. This is good I news very because precise. we can now use a loyalty card. Yeah, your, lo- your card's of loyalty. Uh, I've won. You only gave us one. Your card of loyalty singular. I wouldn't yes. want to give out too many, you know. No, I get it's bad for business. Uh, 100%. I gave gotta to make you a profit somewhere. Yeah, you're, you're uh, great customers. Um, and like you, you guys single-handedly were able to uh, fund me getting this brand new building. And also, I did sell the old building, but you know how it is. Right, right. Sometimes you make sacrifices. <laughs> so, and she kind of like she pulls out uh, some of her wares, and she's like, "I've got all sorts of new stuff for you all today, thanks to you know this place being a little bit more in you know a place people might actually go. Uh, there were I was able to buy a load of new wares, uh, loads of new magic items." New potions, new enchantments, and even, and she pulls out like a little box and it's uh, like full of uh, beautiful gemstones, a whole collection of Aeon stones. I see. <gasps> wow. And these I'm ones actually happy. do things. Wow, that's impressive. So, I'm glad it is not a scam. I would never scam you. <laughs> I never said that. Her eyes dart and she's like, anyway. <laughs> so she's got some new items in her store. Um, I've highlighted uh, new items in yellow, uh, the Aeon Stones in blue. Uh, if you guys are interested in anything, absolutely feel free. So you're in the shop. You've got Gertie. Uh, are any of you interested in any of Gertie's wares? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Volio um, is holding up the pamphlet that very much exists in this world uh, that Gertie has handed mm-hmm. them. Um, she, yeah, she's definitely got a little pamphlet that tells you like, Price guide to everything. And and Volio, he, he squints at one of them and he's like, I would like to know what the discounted version of the bag of holding is like. Uh, she kind of like makes a face and she's like, you sure? <laughs> so now I am. <laughs> um, well... I'm curious. Basically, um... From what I can tell, I don't know. I get a weird feeling from it. And she pulls out, and it is a uh, it is a bag of holding. From what you can tell, um, mm-hmm. but it it looks kind of like the, it's a little off color. If that makes sense, is it a knockoff? Off color. It might be a knockoff bag of holding. What happens if you put something in it? I mean, she puts, like, she, like, shrugs and puts a coin in, and, uh, she reaches in, pulls it out, and it's just fine. I don't know, I just get a weird vibe from it. I got it from someone who's kind of a little skeevy, so I do want to apologize in advance if this thing is, like, weird. Yeah, and how much is it? Uh, and gold? Ten gold? Oh, deal! I mean, yeah, I don't want this on my hands, to be honest. 
I will take that and I will take the Vulcan Cauldron. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, she kind of uh, rummages around under the desk and she pulls out a little cauldron and it's got little lion feet on it like it's a bathtub. And it kind of like sits there for a second and uh, she, uh, you exchange the money. Uh, the walking cauldron will be 12 gold. So it'll be 17 gold, uh, 22 gold total. Yes, yes, here you are. So the walking cauldron, as soon as you uh, spend the money, it actually adjusts its positioning and kind of walks up towards you. <gasps> Hello, little one. It doesn't say anything. It is not a sentient creature like Oddbody, who is squinting at it. Um, (laughs) But basically, the walking cauldron, uh, it will allow you to do your crafting on the go. Uh, Meaning that you don't need to, like, have days of downtime. You can just bring this with you and have it happen, like, while you're adventuring, you know? Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. Uh, Volio leans down and he draws, like, a little happy face on it with, like, a pen. Oh... You're decorating it already. Excellent. So you have the walking cauldron and uh, the shitty bag of holding. You don't know how much you can fit in it. Um, it is extra dimensional, but you don't like she seems to have an off feeling about it. I'll, I'll test it later. Yeah. Royari, Ariato, are any of you interested in her wares? Royari um, looks over um, at the Aeon stones that don't do literally nothing. Um, <laughs> and Rayari's gonna get it. You know, fuck it. I'm gonna buy two. I'm gonna buy two of them. You're gonna buy two Aeon stones? Yeah, they're cheap. The ones that I'm getting are the two cheapest ones. <laughs> okay. But I want them. Rayari's like, uh, what is, uh, th- what do these two do? Um, and he points, uh, he points... Uh, his fingers at the the dusty rose one, and then the pearly white spindle one. Uh, Gertie gasps, and she's like, "Ooh, you found my Aeon Stone collection! I'm very proud of this." Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of like slides up, and she's like, "As you know, Aeon Stones—they've got a long history with the Isle of Portos. They came from ancient Aslant, where Aradin himself once came from. The tradition is old as humanity. Um, these guys—they uh, will orbit your head like..." Uh, well, I don't know. Kind of like a star orbiting a tower. I guess that's the best analogy. Do you mean like a planet like orbiting a star? Is that what you mean? I guess. Um, but the point is, so the Dusty Rose Aeon Stone, basically, you can take an action to focus its magical energies. Uh, it'll cast shield on you. Oh! Holy shit! Meanwhile, the, the Pearly White Spindle Aeon Stone, uh, it... When it's rotating around you, it'll slowly uh, heal your wounds, uh, healing one HP per minute. Holy shit. Which isn't like a lot if you're, you know, doing adventuring stuff, but if you're taking a rest for an hour or two, that's about 60, 120 HP healed. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I only have one of each I do want to point out, but are you happy to get these? Uh, yes, I'd like both of these. Okay, that'll be a total of... 110 gold? Uh-huh. Here you well, go. It's the biggest purchase I've ever had to deal with. You know what? You're welcome. <laughs> uh, oh, make sure to mark this off. This is um, one, two, three, four. Four stickers on your card of loyalty. Mm-hmm. You've got two more to do. Ooh. 
Ariato, buy two things. Uh, I'm looking at one thing right now. You will get a discount. We'll see. So this striking weapon enchantment. Ooh, the striking weapon? Yeah. Um, so basically, this thing, when you hit someone with your weapon, uh, it'll hurt harder. So for example, right. let's say you have a long sword and it became striking. Instead of doing a d8 of damage, it would be 2d8 of damage. And you could even later get enchantments on it. It does also come in uh, the form of a hand wrap of mighty blows if you want to do natural attacks. But yeah. I think as uh, she's trying to explain it, Ariado is just like very slowly giving her the hundred gold already. <laughs> uh, just um, okay. like, I would like this for my trident, please. Thank you. Okay, your trident. Um, do you have it with you? She takes it off her back. <laughs> Oh, wow. Lovely trident. Um, uh-huh. And she puts it down on the table and she takes our hands, rolls up her sleeves and uh, she hold, uh, she pulls out like a carving stylus and uh, magic glows around one hand as she starts carving runes into it right in front of you. Whoa. And after a few seconds, she pulls back and uh, the trident looks sharper, deadlier. And she's like, there you go. A plus one striking trident. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Are you, uh, is that good? Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> it's gonna hurt so many people. You have no idea. I'm glad I was able to help a little bit. <laughs> oh, you helped so much. You. I'm, I'm glad you guys have helped me a lot too so I'm glad that I was able to give you the hand you needed so uh, do any of you want to say anything else uh, before you head on um Rayari um, is like well I suppose that we should go for now um, we will be back do not worry we are of course loyal customers mm, you, you certainly are um, and Rayari winks and turns around. <laughs> she blushes as you guys leave. Thank you for your service. Thank you. So you guys leave and you are back in uh, the city of Eskadar. How are you guys holding up? Pretty good. Pretty epic. Pretty, I'm fully very happy with this new little friend. Uh... Royari, you've got your own two Aeon Stones orbiting you like an Aeon Star above a tower. Mm-hmm. You guys have a few moments to talk before you decide what you want to do next. That took about an hour. Mm-hmm. So it's... What time is it right now? In the, in the game. <laughs> it's about midday. Four hours till... Oh, okay. So you've got four hours left. Probably closer to three and a half at this point, because it did take you some time to get back to the side of town. We do a little bit of looking around beforehand for the right. Ooh, we could show the others the town. That's oh, that is actually very true. That's true. Axel was pretty excited to see everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. I want to show him the first parts of the town. You are going to scare the shit out of him. Yes. What would these best parts be? Just, just don't kill him. Just don't kill him. That is, that is all that I ask that you don't do. Why would I kill someone? Ouchie. Why would you say that? I'm hurt. Oh my god. And my f- uh, Oh, buddy. Console I'm, me, please. Oh my god. 
Yes, yes, thank you. I can always count on you. All right. All right, Volio. Oh, buddy. What? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what's being said there. Um, but what I, I want to know, but at the same time, I don't know if I, I should be that curious. Um, Perhaps not. You do also have dinosaur eggs that you want to sell. Oh. Ooh. We need to find a good vendor for that. Yeah, because it's been They're two kicking. weeks and like they are starting to like nudge every once in a while. You did <laughs> steal two like Velociraptor eggs. And <laughs> unless you would like to have baby Velociraptors to deal with. Um, you've seen Jurassic Park. Not Royari, Volio and Ariato, but you out of character have seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. If we do not act fast, we will be parents. I do not need to be a parent yet. The dinosaurs are cool. Dinosaurs are very, very cool. Eriato is very right. But they can kill you. That's also correct. Uh, but none of the imprint on you. <gasps> Another zinger from Eriato. Oh. Oh. Hi. You must, you must sell me on selling them. <laughs> Quick before I change my mind. Money. Money that oh. we... Money. The thing that we need yes, to yes. eat and to buy things that I, li- I like to buy things. And to be alive? Right, right. Folio uh, takes takes the eggs out of the, the bag that they had previously had them in, um, and just holds them. Oh. Holds them close. Okay. Harry's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's look around to see if there's anywhere or anybody that we can sell them to. Okay, yes. so do you all want to go looking for someone to sell uh, these dinosaur eggs to? Somebody, uh, you... yes. Somebody that's not gonna be shitty to dinosaur eggs. Okay. Are you all going together, or uh, do you want to split up? How do you want to do it? I don't see why they would all go to get to find someone, especially when they just said, "Oh, we should show the others around." Okay. Well, you could you could all literally go three ways. Uh, someone can show the others around. Uh, someone can go look for dinosaur eggs, and someone can go look for the uh, for stuff about Moonstone Temple, perhaps. Yeah, Volio, I think, wanted to show people around. Okay, so Volio is going to go back to town and terrorize people. Volio, who are you? In tr- <laughs> he gives like, the eggs to wants- either Ariana or Ryari. Yeah, who wants to take care of the eggs and go look for information about like dinosaurs and shit? And then the other person would go looking for stuff about Aridon and Moonstone Temple and shit. Ryari can go look for stuff about Aridon. Okay, Ariato, are you good at taking care of these uh, eggs? She can sure try. <laughs> <laughs> she can have the, the bag back. Ariato learns There to is no guarantee so that she'll just keep them to, her, to herself. Rari stops Ariato and says, If you want to. You're going to sell them, right? <laughs> she just looks at, up at him and blinks. I am not telling you that you should keep one, but if you are going to keep one, sell the other one. <laughs> okay. She nods vigorously. <laughs> and keeps blinking. <laughs> oh. you, do you do you promise? Uh huh. That you will sell at least one of them. Uh huh. Thank you. I am trusting you. <laughs> to sell uh-huh. at least one of them. Preferably uh-huh. both. 
Um, and then um, she ruffles Ariato's hair and fixes her bow and is like, now, um, go get us that money and remember that dinosaurs can kill you. <laughs> Uh huh. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, who wants to go first on their little adventure? I'll gladly go wherever. I have no preference. I'll go first. Okay. okay. Sexy. It's actually Ariato going back home and being like, "We're keeping both." <laughs> <laughs> Just goes to the professor like, "Can these be? In, can these be in the? Uh, can can these two be in your show?" Can we keep them? God. When they hatch. God. Dice Will Roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. It's the last week of October, everyone, and you know what that means? It's almost Halloween. And I don't know if I've ever made this clear, but I love horror and I love Halloween. Do you know Ireland... Do you know Halloween's an Irish holiday? Uh, it was made by druids, not far from where I'm actually staying, who wanted to scare off spirits back to the world they came from. It's really great! Um, so I take it extremely seriously, and we're going to be taking this week very seriously. Uh, on Thursday, we are going to be having another Dice Roll movie night in our Discord. If you are not a member of the Discord, go join it, because we are going to be watching Adam's Family Value this Thursday about 1pm, maybe 2pm PST. Ba-da-ba-dum! You're going to have the cast commenting, you're going to have other people in chat uh, memeing on it. It's going to be great. Uh, we've had a couple of movie nights so far, and this is the first time we're watching a movie that doesn't suck total shit. On top of that, uh, you better clear out your afternoon on Halloween, because we're going to have a very special listening experience for you all this Saturday, the 31st. It's going to be spooky, it's going to be creepy, and we're going to have a lot of fun, because what is Halloween if not the gayest holiday of all? Uh, make sure, one last time, because also on Halloween, voting for the Audioverse 2020 awards will be closing. If you haven't voted for us yet, and you've been kind of putting it off, I get on my knees, I put my hands together, and I'm like, please, please, my lord, you must, you must give us mercy and vote for us in the Audioverse 2020 awards. <laughs> Check it out, go to audioverseawards.net slash vote, and it'll take you about five minutes, and honestly, it is if we get somewhere with this, it'll have made our year. <laughs> so that's it for now, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying Legacy of the Lost God. And as always, keep it rolling. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. Ariato, you go looking for uh, the person that uh, Royari has assured you that there's probably people around Eskadar who would happily purchase dinosaur eggs. Uh, I need you to make me a diplomacy check. Not bad. Okay, 20. Okay, 
Yeah, Dwayne will do it. After a few hours of, or yeah, about a few hours, it probably takes you about two hours, you do find someone. It's like an antique store, but for like animals, if that makes sense. It's like a little, it looks like a bookshop, but uh, on it re- it reads, uh, Balon Brastil's Bestiary Makers. For the best bestiary you'll ever buy. Um, and you can see like the uh, skull of a two-horned rhinoceros, like, like emblazoned into a symbol on the wall. And uh, you can see inside a dusty halfling who is uh, quietly reading away. Uh, do you want to go enter? Yes. Okay, uh, you chime your way in, and uh, he kind of looks up at you as you enter, and he's like, Oh my! Well, hello, dear. Uh, oh, those are some big eggs you're carrying. Yeah, hi. Um, these are velociraptor eggs. Well, <laughs> I say! <laughs> I say! And he kind of, like, gets up, and he says, Bring him here, bring him here! She brings them over. Goodness gracious me. This is incredible. They've been nudging around a little bit, so I'd be, uh... You're close to hatching? Probably. Do you know how rare that is? I assume very. Very rare! Oftentimes... You must understand, most dinosaurs, they they live deep underground, uh, or off in the far reaches of the north. Get one this far to the south is incredible. Where did you get these? Uh, she thinks back to the she thinks back to the tower. <laughs> Just stumbled upon them. Oh, well, that's. In, oh, I, I simply must ask you for more. But come, come with me into my study. Uh, I, I have to press. Dinosaurs are actually one of my uh, special interests, so I'm I'm quite I'm quite chuffed that you've brought some dinosaurs to me, especially Velociraptors. Oh my. Word this way, this way, this way, and he oh, kind of okay. like, um, okay. kind of like hurries you into a back room, um, and it it's lovely in here. Like, there's a ton of like bestiaries that like uh, different editions opened and like cross referenced against each other. You see like a gorgeous book of celestials where an Azata dances with an Archon. You see, um, like, a map of the different types of dragons, and uh, then, like, subsections of dragons and crossovers of dragons, and then uh, planar dragons. Uh, you see a symbol of Zavgavazeb carved into a big symbol of wood on the wall. Uh, you see a symbol of Zavgavazeb carved into a big symbol on the wall. I think she sees that. She double takes and, and says, you, you seem like you know a lot of things and oh, collect yes, a lot well, of things. <laughs> well, it's it's my nature. Uh, I haven't gotten your name yet, madam. Uh, Ariato. Um, Ariato. Uh, my name is uh, uh, Balan Brastil. Uh, I'm a bestiarist. I, I create books of monsters and creatures from all corners of the world. And the worlds between worlds. Hmm. Okay, uh, good to know, good to know. Um, She points at the picture of Zeb Gabby Zeb. That seems familiar. Um... Ah, a canny eye. I don't know eye. too much about it, but I would like to. Well, unfortunately, I must profess that that's rather a grim story, as it were. Um, that's okay. That is a demon lord. Uh, mm. Demon lords are, well, demons that are much, much, much more powerful than others. 
uh, you might compare them to the Imperial Lords or uh, the Archdevils of Hell. Um, very, very physically powerful. How about a step under being a god? Uh, some arch de uh, some demon lords even become gods. Uh, you may have heard of the succubus queen uh, Nocticula, uh, oh, once a, uh, a vile assassin, but she turned against her ways and became a goddess in her own right, stepping above her, uh, her competitors. Quite a lovely story, I must say. But, Zevgavizev. Um, Zevgavizev is, uh, they call him, uh, they call him the hunger in the dark. Um, ironically enough, uh, his area of concern is rather important to this. Uh, dinosaurs. Hmm. Uh, he asks in destruction and apocalypses. Uh, his realm, the glutton dark, is, uh, well, I, 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 I saw, I don't often have people to, um, who come to visit, uh, the back room, so I apologize if I'm coming off a little strong, um. No, that's I, okay. I like learning. Well, see, see, and he, he pulls out, like, a little booklet, and it says, A deliberate, obscure haze hangs over the glutton dark, like a shroud, feeding a surface knowledge of the lair's interior, but hiding its most nefarious aspects. It takes profound effort to stay the desire to study the properties of its noxious atmosphere, or the temptation to make a personal visit. I'll leave the latter to more reckless persons. Uh, he kind of claps back close and says, that's from Astrid Noxamilla, a Rift Warden, a guildmaster of the Aquas Guild in Gilisemni. Uh, Zevgavizeb's realm is, uh, the, the layers of the Abyss are myriad and are myriad and terrible, each a unique nightmare of destruction, pain, and survival. You get things like Lamashtu's Kurorgia or Pazuzu's Haimvania. And some, such as Nocticula's now abandoned Midnight Isles, are relatively cosmopolitan, and perhaps even welcoming for some, despite the horror. But that's not the case for Zevgavizeb and his realm, the Glutton Dark. Um, Zevgavizeb is essentially a demon lord whose areas of concern are hunger, evolution, and destruction. A constant festering chaos that evolves and grows and burns with anger. The Glutton Dark is also known as the Verdant Moon. It's a paradox. It is both the primeval realm of uh, Zevgavizeb, who, where those who obey will exist in glory after death, and a place of darkness uh, and horror made manifest in, the ni in nightmares, where the unworthy and weak will be dragged to be devoured by their god. The Verdant Moon, huh? Yes, the Verdant Moon. It's like an infinite cavern, and inside this infinite cavern, there are many, many uh, planets, uh, which grow horrible monstrosities on it. And Zevgavizeb lies dormant in the Verbant Moon, like an egg. And every once in a while, he breaks from it, coming out in this thing called the Ravening. And when he hmm? starts the Ravening, he will descend upon the worlds in his caverns, kill every single living creature on it, destroy them entirely, and remake them before going back to sleep in an ever-churning cycle of apocalypse and hunger. The Golden Dark is among the deepest and oldest of the Catalogued Abyss layers. The realm is made up of at least 19 major caverns, though divinations hint that up to double this number exist. Some intentionally sealed off, others simply unexplored, and others still seemingly impossible to reach by any traditional means of planar travel. Some are the size of continents, and others the size of planets. 
They're all roughly spherical in shape, and each has a burning artificial sun at its heart. Each sun rotates in its own unique cycle, resulting in vastly different environments across the cave worlds. There's a broad spectrum of creatures within. Petitioners, demons, half-fiends, uh, even the last two tried to explore and failed. Throughout the cavern worlds, every drop of spilled blood and every scream of rage is given in glory to Zevgavisev, and in turn he culls the weak and empowers the survivors in an ongoing sequence of progressive transformation. A process far more efficient in natural evolution, directed as it is by malignant hand of an unpredictable demigod. At the end of these violent periods of slaughter enhancement, uh, the so-called ravenings, Zivgavizet himself personally descends into the, uh, one of the cavern worlds and devours its inhabitants. The Lord of Reptiles then ignites the cavern's central star, causing it to explode and reducing every living thing in sight to ash. In time, these decimated worlds flourish with yet another generation of corrupt English life, only to be destroyed again by the ruler. With each new cycle of Zivgavizet's rageful hunger and the selective destruction of his realm, the Demon Lord grows stronger and his inscrutable agenda advances. One earth-shaking step at a time. Okay, right, 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 right. What was that about nightmares again? Oh, yes. Um, those who've been touched by the Glutton Dark often uh, are plagued by nightmares for the rest of their lives. Seeing visions of these destruct- like these horrid monsters that evolve and churn, often mimicking the quick and horrible evolution of dinosaurs. Nariato stares into the middle distance. <laughs> Nothing. No, I, mm, I, hmm. You're right. That was pretty. That was pretty grim. Nothing that I can't handle. It's just I didn't expect that. Uh. If you're interested more, um. Oh, very much so. Yes. I'll need to do some looking, but. An old colleague of mine actually went to the Gothendark. Oh, yeah? He didn't return. But he did send his notes over as he wrote them uh, through a magical book. If I can find it, I will be able to find the notes that he put. I would very much be interested if you could find these. Uh, well, if you can give me your address, I'll send you a, uh, a writ as soon as I can, uh, and let you know when I found it. Okay, address is a little hard to say. Um, hmm, hmm, uh, there's a circus outside of town. Not, oh, Madam so Deslights, not that one. Oh, not fond of her, to be honest. Uh, she... Neither am I! Her treatment of some of her uh, more it's fantastical... They shouldn't be put in cages, frankly, but regardless, that's... that's yeah, neither should people, but anyway. Um, anyway, all right, well, um, another circus? Yes, uh... Yes. Well, in the meantime, I can pay you about... The going price for these is 80 gold, but because you're so... Such a good listener, I'll pay you 100 gold for these two eggs. You. And he uh, puts a bag of money in your hand and he says, thank you so much. Um, if you, uh, I'll make sure to get you that uh, that mission log if you like. And uh, I don't know, it might take me a few days to find it. I've 
quite a few books in here, but it'll hopefully be something. Oh, well, I mean... I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Of course. Uh, and I, if I find any other any other pieces that are interesting, I'll see what I can find. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you need help finding it, I'd be glad to. Well, that would be very kind, Miss Ariato. You know my address, so come over any time and I'll happily uh, hyperfixate an info dump about dinosaurs some more. And I will listen. Um, so, that was that. I, I think she has a lot to think about now. <laughs> Ariadne, you've got some stuff to think about. She's having a crisis. You sure turned around and keeping those uh, dinosaurs, though, huh? Hmm? You saw the dinosaurs. Yeah, I think the crisis just kind of <laughs> made yeah, her maybe. stop thinking about everything else and was just like, all right, I have to think about this now. Here are the dinosaur eggs. I'm fine without them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them, kids. Um, well, Ariadne, you head home. I think you're probably going to need an hour or two before uh, your little meeting. She's dissociating. Yeah, I don't blame her. Um, who wants to go first? Volio or Royari? Or you want to flip a coin? Uh, I mean, you can just go first, bro. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, fuck it. <laughs> no coin needed. No coins. One-sided coin. It's a Mobius strip. <laughs> Volio, you head back to the circus. Uh, everyone's still kind of just chilling out as you return. And, um, I think Axel is fiddling, trying to fix, um, one of the Meccano, the mechanical carnies arms, which has fallen off, and he's like, Oh, Volio, hi! What is happening here? Oh, Meccano tried to kill again. Would you stopped him? Well, no, it's just that he fell over and he started making spluttering noises. Oh, my poor baby! And he, he, he like, kneels down next to Meccano. I think uh, the clowns, big and small, uh, Pashmina, Pale, and Radislav, they're all kind of standing at an arm's length, and uh, Pashmina's like, that, that guy might have killed a few seagulls. And? I didn't say it was a bad thing. <laughs> but I'm glad, because he can do what he wants to. And Radislav quietly is like, how long until he moves on to children? Never. Wow. This will not happen. I will specifically keep him trained on birds. Uh, so, Volio, uh, where are the other two? Uh, are you back from your shopping trip? Oh my! He kind of kneels by your uh, cauldron, which uh, our bodies curled up sleeping inside. Oh, you've, you've got a little cauldron now. Is this a oh. bed for our body? Uh, well, no. Uh, it is for making potions. Would you like to see? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and... Oh god, how's this fucking thing work? You can do it on the go, right? Basically, you can just do crafting on the go. Because, like, potion making takes several days, but you can just, like, spill stuff in and then, like, okay, po uh, Cauldron, now follow me for a while. 
Uh, Volio makes a fucking, I don't know, fancy Kool-Aid. Make me a crafting check as you just pull out of stuff and start pulling it together. Fancy All right. Kool-Aid. I listen. You wanted me to say jungle juice? This is oh more appealing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, 32. Okay. Not uh, 20. 30. Holy shit. You make some fucking great jungle juice. Holy shit. Take a hero <laughs> point. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I think Axel takes a sip of it as you splash items into it and like swirl around. Trickster magic flowing from your fingertips. And as he says, he's like, Oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever drank. I am so glad that you like it. I will write down the recipe for it in my brain. <laughs> um, I He's certainly blown away by that. Um, and I think a few of the others are kind of gathering around. Um, the dwarven shores line up one by one and they all like instantly go like their fucking eyes wide and they're like, they're silent, but like, damn. Um, after, after they're like, over that thing, uh, Volio's kind of like, oh, but we are off topic. I wanted to come here and show you guys around. But anybody who is interested. Uh, I think most of the circus ducks their head and looks away. Um, Axel puts up his hands, me, me, I want to go look around. And Elliot's like, I also would like to go around. Yes, yes, I will take you to and show you the best parts. Elion kind of grins and she like, put, she's like put on her uh, generic disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to freak people Did she out. show you like know, anyone like, else besides Rayari? No, she, you guys has all seen her by now. Okay. Um, it's just she doesn't want the people of Eskadar to see. No, yeah. Um, but she kind of puts it back on. Says, all right, well, I'm ready to go. Did she say go uwu? Yes, I, she says that uwu cannot. Like that is one of her character traits. Oh, says uwu out loud. I love her. I <laughs> love perfect. her. And Axel's like, "Well, big man, where where are we headed?" Never call me that again. I swear to God, follow me. And he okay. walks into town. Well, um, where are you taking them? I, me as a player, I don't know what's around here, but what would be hmm a terrible terrible awful tourist trap that's not the circus okay so you want to take him to a tourist trap yes uh okay you take him to um the the docks and at the docks uh, in faded pastel like or in faded bright yellows and blues uh, there is a shop that says uh, Fossip's Fishery. And then uh, underneath, Fishing with Fossip. <laughs> um, Bully walks over there with uh, with them and he, he's like, here we are, my favorite shop before we left. It he looks at the, it looks at the sign, very unsure. Fossip's Fishery. <laughs> wow, you, you love this place so much that you had difficulty pronouncing it. Yes, yes, see? I know you understand. I'm convinced. Um, and like, a kind of like a mangy old man kind of pokes his head out the door and he's like, What is it? Oh, uh, hello. Uh, I was wondering if you were open. Yeah, we're open. 
here for the for the for the slop? Yes, the slop. Yeah, the slop. Yes, yes, the slop. Uh, treat us to the slop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And also a fishery. <laughs> we were looking for the fishery. Yes. Ah, well, I can sell you some fishing hooks and you can go fishing at the bay. Yes, yes. I would love that. Thank you very much. You don't want any slop? No. Uh, Axel, would you like slop? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking it from people who need it more than me, but I'm sure the slop is very... It's the best! I'm, I'm sure it is. Um... Oh, my God. Give us the hooks, old man. Here you go. And he pulls out a fucking... The world's shittiest fishing rod. Um, he immediately shoves it into Axel's arms. Uh, That'll be six silver. Oh, yes, yes, here you are. And he drops six, six silver into the old man's hands. All right. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Well, like I said, Volio shoves it immediately into Axel's arms. Uh, oh, oh, am I going to be fishing? I, I mean, I don't know how to fish. You know how to do it, oh, right? No. I've never been outside of Aberton. We've got a river, but you know, there's not many fish in the river. And I am surprised at you. You do not know how to fish. Oh, like, like I said, I live in Aberton all my life, and there's only a river. And Elion, can you believe this? Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty plausible to me. Fair enough. Any <laughs> grabs the fishing pole back. <laughs> I guess I will have to show you how it is done. Uh, All right. Um, well, I suppose we can just go to the, like, one of the piers? Yes, yes, that is how you do it. Probably. Okay, well, you go, I'll go to the piers, and uh, I need you to make me a uh, survival check to fish. Oh, no. My survival's a flat check. This is a bad bit. This was a bad bit idea. <laughs> I will also let you roll clown lore. Okay, clown well, lore. Uh, that is f with for, clown for, lore. Uh, that is a twenty-five. For a reason that will make sense to someone re-listening to dice roll extinction curse after it has finished. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's a twenty-five with clown lore. Um. Yeah. Okay. Volio, you go fishing and you fish up the biggest sea bass anyone's ever seen. Like, it's a big ass sea bass. As soon as it like comes out of the water, he's like, "Oh my goodness, look at my catch!" Axel and Elion, they both gasp and they're like, "Oh my god, that's see? a big fish! They get that big?" Right? Yes, yes, they do, and they come bigger. Whoa! This is the biggest fish I've ever seen. Would you like to hold it? Oh, so slimy looking. <laughs> Fred, please hold my back open, will you? Yeah, okay, oh, oh, our buddy's in, oh, he's growling at... Elion, you're better with familiar... Yes, I got it. Here you go, Mr. Volio. Thank you, thank you, and he drops the fish into the bag of holding. The shitty bag of holding. This is his test. Okay, okay well, it, it, it goes in there. Splash said. All right, and we will um, check the results later. I think, uh... Axel kind of like um, looks at you and says, 
Where did you learn how to fish, Mr. Volio? Ah, uh, well, uh, I, long ago, many, many years ago, I stopped in a fishing town and I had to save a drowning child with a fishing rod. Whoa, is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a very entertaining story, Mr. Volio. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think uh, they kind of chuckle and uh, Axel's like, should we, like, go back? I think we have had enough of this town for now, but so yes. Okay, thank you very much for taking us out. Eskadar seems like the coolest place on Earth. I'm sure you still think that. So you head back. Mm-hmm. Royari. Mm-hmm. Lastly but not leastly, it's you. That's true. Um, Royari, I think you ask around and for the most part, people kind of just shrug at you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I generally don't think anyone is able to give you a straight answer. Okay. But something does happen that I think might trip your mind. Mm-hmm. At some point, Royari you realize that your coin purse is gone. Okay. Royari squints, looks around literally immediately. Uh, make me a perception check, Royari. Okay. Hold a fucking 13. Nope, that does it. Okay. Uh, you see someone... Most people are, like, passing you by in different directions. But there is one person who is making a beeline directly away from you. Mm-hmm. And judging by its size, it's a halfling. Uh, Royari walks over to them. Uh, or they are like they are like sprinting those way as long as they're as they are sprinting away as as their little legs can carry them. Royari starts uh, sprinting into like a with very alley. long legs. <laughs> okay, uh, this doesn't take very long at all because I don't think they expected to be followed. Uh, but you, like, they do like duck into an alleyway. And you very quickly and expertly slip your way into that alleyway as well and catch them. Uh, and they've they've caught like a little hood uh, covering them, and they like ah as you get them. Uh, hello there. Hmm? Uh, coin purse, please. The person that turns around is not a halfling. Hmm. That is a little girl. Oh my goodness. She's got grub on her face. She looks to be about nine, and she kind of like grunts at you, like, making a face. It's like, I know what you're talking about. Listen, I need my money back. I can help. I'll have your money, she says, very obviously holding something behind her back. Yeah? Rice kind of dart around. She sees a sword at your hip. She sees, like, the Aeon stones orbiting around your head. And she kind of grits her teeth and she's like, she gives you back your coin purse. Thank you, um, and Rayari, um, like, uh, puts, puts his, his coin purse away in a more <laughs> secure place, um, and, and sets, sets her, and, and sets her, uh, down and stuff, and is like, why did you take that? I was hungry. Need some bread. Do you want me to come? You want me to buy you some bread? Why would you do that? You're a stranger. Yes, but you're also a child, and you tried to steal money from me because you needed to eat. I, I stole from you. 
Yes, I've been in your position before. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let a child starve. Her eyebrows kind of go up and just. Really? Mm-hmm. Have. It's not easy when you don't think that you have anybody. Again, she like continues making a face like she doesn't really believe you. Well, you're like rich or something. Like I decided you're first. I kind of been in a bad position. I joined the circus, <laughs> <laughs> and I was very lucky. Not everyone is as lucky as me. She kind of huffs and she's like, a little bit of money red would be nice. Here and um, Rayari sets uh, a little bit of money for like bread and like um, you know like bread and drink and stuff and it's like you shouldn't starve and if you if I'm not gonna be in Eskidar forever we're from the Circus of Wayward Wanders if you ever need help again or need somewhere to stay or something you can come to me okay that's where I am she kind of bites her lip for a second she's like can you get me the bread I they don't really like me to bake for you I still on bread a lot it's okay um and Rary holds out a hand and is like I can go with you and I'll buy you the bread she very gingerly bakes it as well um I think about half an hour later um you've learned that her name is Gilda mm-hmm um She's a, well, like, she's a street kid. There's not really much more to say. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Um, you buy her a lovely warm loaf of bread, and she's, like, devouring it. <laughs> um, I think she eventually looks up, and she's like, So what was your position? The same as yours. You lived on the streets? Mm-hmm. And you joined a circus to get off the streets? Okay, well, it's not technically. I got. I didn't join the circus to get off of the streets. I joined the circus because I ran away. How did you run away if you were living on the streets? Well. <sighs> Royari um, puts a hand on their hip, um, and he's like. I was on the streets until um, there was a church of Erdin that found me, um, but then they were like, you should be a cleric, and I was like, no thank you, and then I ran yeah, away. Church of Erdin? Uh-huh. Isn't he, like, super dead? Oh, he's very dead. Why would there be a church of Erdin? Well, he was still an extremely important god. There are still a few people that worship him, whether he's alive or not. Are they still around? Uh, they should be. You think they'd take me in if I went to them? Yes. Well, I mean, they sure took me in. I could... I think I know where they are still. If you'd like, I could take you there? Give me some time to think about it. I'll... You're at the surface? I could come check you out if... Mm-hmm. It's the... Need. Uh, it's the one that isn't just... Madame Dusklights. Don't go to Madame Dusklights. I go there sometimes. Well, you know what? It's easy to throw people there. Okay, that, that's fair. 
that's that that that's fine. <laughs> um, but Rare is like, um, we're the circus that's not Madame Dusklights. Um, if you ever um need to find me, I'll be there. Just ask for Rayari Sans Sarnax. Okay. Who do you remember? Uh, who are these people you're gonna take me to? Uh, they're, they're the Order of Saint Sarnax. Gilda kind of look, looks up at you with big ol' eyes. She nods a little bit and says, Okay, I'll come back to you if I need help. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Miss, uh, Miss Ray Ari. Mm-hmm. You keep safe, okay? Okay. What I do best. Don't steal from people who'll know. I usually try. <laughs> and with that, Gilda scampers off. And you're two silver less rich than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. Not from the bread. Hey. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think by now, Rear, as you're walking back, you wonder if maybe your old friends at the Order of St. Sarnax will be able to give you a hand in figuring out what's going on here. Mm-hmm very fun um so i think by now you guys all kind of meet up it's been a few hours and you're probably ready to like get going now what mm-hmm. do you guys do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it is about time that we start are we ready to go yes going that's the word oh silly volio <laughs> you have to start remembering words Ariata looks horrible. No! Ar- Ariata, are you okay? What? Earth to- Hello! Hi! Are Hi. you doing okay? Are you alright? Uh-huh. You need to talk about it, I'm always here. Well, you know, sometimes you figure out what the deal is behind your nightmares. A real deal behind your nightmares. What? And you find out that it's very much connected to the things that you're trying to figure out in the in the real world. So... Do you need to talk about it? Mm-hmm. She looks up at the position of the sun in the sky. Later. After we... After we see... Miss stick up her ass. All right. All right. As long as you're doing okay. If you... If I dissociated for an hour. Okay. That's that fair. is not fun. All right. Do we want, do we want to head out? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Rari stretches and is like, let's head out over to the fucking chief constable. If you go. Mm-hmm. So, you guys make your way to Conclave Square. Mm-hmm. Square's civic functions are based in the massive structure known as Conclave Square. Once a collection of mostly constructed buildings where Arden's priests handled the island's civic matters, the buildings were expanded and connected generations ago. Now a single sprawling structure with several blended architectural styles 
Enclave Square is uh, the home of Eskadar's Lesser Council, City Guard, and Licensing Offices. Uh, you guys know it, you've been once or twice in the past. Um, but as you uh, kind of get there, um, you see outside is uh, uh, Darkest Dalit, uh, the uh, handsome fella who uh, greeted you when you entered Eskadar. Oh, and, uh, and he kind of like looks up at you and he's like, oh, good afternoon, everyone. Great to see you all again. Hello. Hello, How wonderful to see your face. He kind of like uh, smiles as he approaches and he's like, you're here to meet with the boss lady? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't envy you, but oh, no, I said that she'd, uh, whew. anyway, uh, <laughs> right this way, please. And, uh, you guys kind of get brought in. He kind of ch- chats the whole way up, kind of leads you in uh, through like the connecting hallways. Uh, you go from uh, a Baroque area to a a uh, kind of like more ancient Roman looking area. And then finally to the offices, which is a more rustic. And you enter uh, after a quick knock from Darkus. A circular office panned with rich brown wood contains a writing desk, shelves stacked with records, and a row of chairs positioned near the door for visitors. A framed painting of a kestrel in flight hangs in place a framed painting of a kestrel in flight hangs in a place of prominence behind the desk. A metal stand to the west displays an ornate falcon and a battle-worn breastplate polished to a brilliant shine. A small muscular human woman sits behind the desk dressed in a dark blue uniform with a golden badge of office pinned to the left shoulder. Hello, miss. Hello, Awuga. She is very pretty. Wait, um, she's dark-skinned with, like, grey-silver hair. Um, she looks to be in her 40s. Um, and she's... Her eyes are like those of a hawk. Um, and she is not alone. She seems to be listening intently to the individual sitting across from her. A smarmy human man in a striking royal purple suit, only a few buttons and ruffles shy of the garage. Hmm. And your stomach sinks because you recognize him. Um, oh, fuck. It's been a while since you've seen Delamar Gianvin, the solicitor for Mr. Stusklight. Oh, God. Ooh. <sighs> Yay. The woman's hawk-like to the open door, and she holds up a hand apologetically to the man in purple. Thank you, Delamar, for bringing this issue to my attention. That's all, though. It appears that I have another appointment. And, uh, Darica Stalet, the other officer, is like, Whoa, sorry, boss lady. Uh, don't call me boss lady. Sorry, ma'am. Um, you've got your appointment with the, uh, Circus of Wayward Wonders? And like he kind of turns, like looks at you, this uh, Delamar guy. He kind of has like shitty grin on his face, and she's like, "Oh, well, that's wonderful. Two meetings about the Circus of Wayward Wonders into one day. Excellent. Um, perhaps it's best then, Mister Delamar, that you do stay. Uh, please come in, uh, and Delamar, do stay." Derek uh, mm. is kind of like moves behind the desk. Uh, and uh, this lady, Chief Constable Andera Pauldrine, she kind of like sits in her place and she's like, 
How may I help you today, uh, Circus of Wayward Wonders? Hi, um, we were here to ask, um, if there was an empty plot of land that we could, um, set up on to perform in this town. Well, and then Delamire kind of interjects and says, Royari, Volio, Ariado, great to see you all again. Great. How, what's it been? A year? A year? Mm. Uh, and when I say great, I gotta say it's not good at all. Too uh, bad it wasn't yeah, longer. Yeah, it was the best year of my life. Chief Constable, these these three are the ones I was literally just telling you about. Like, and mm-hmm. what were you telling her about us? Well, from what I can tell, you, I, listen, I'm just a man of the law. I just want to make sure that everyone's doing the best that they can in the city. And unfortunately, the fact of the matter is that your circuits are kind of, ah, what's the best way to put it? Outlawish? Excuse me? Oh, um, how is that? How is that so? I would love, I would love to know all of the legal things that we are apparently doing according I to just, Let's hear, I, I let's hear it for, for the, let's hear it for the abused animals in the back. Oh my. Now, we make sure that we follow the laws of the land to the letter when it comes to keeping those animals. What about uh, the, what about the abused people who are also in those cages in the back? You see that, you're seeing Oops. that they're keep, they're raising their voices at me, ma'am? I, and the constable's like, please just get to your point quickly. I don't have all day. And he's like, all right, so let me get to it. Ma'am, and he kind of stands up and uh, he uh, kind of points to you guys and says, allow me to make my case. The The Circus of Wayward Wonders, they they bring a danger into, a dangerous element into the, the city of Eskadar. I have been uh, told about everything that has happened uh, in their last place. And let me tell you, it isn't pretty. Yeah. Go on, we are listening. Please do go on. This, this lady doesn't have all day if you have your evidence, you know. So, from, and he kind of like pulls out a notebook and says, from an interview I had with uh, one uh, Daring Danica, uh, Victor Volcano, and Jellico Boing Boing, uh, it sounds like the wandering, uh, the Circus of Wayward Wonders harbored a murderer in their uh, camp for a while. They got into a fight in a church of Abadar. Uh, trespassed in a local barn, uh, started a fight on the streets. The list goes on. They were a rowdy, dangerous bunch. And while that may go for small towns like Aberton, ma'am, I just don't think that this kind of stuff belongs in the city of Escadar. Ma'am, I apologize for interrupting. Um, but one, those are all extremely out of context. I can literally give you all of the context that you need. One, the murderer was somebody that we had caught killing. Uh, but, 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 but. No, Do you will allow her me. to speak. Thank you very much. Objection, Your no, Honor. No, this is not a courtroom. This is not, t- t- this is not t- a court of law. I am Here. just trying to talk. If you you're know, going, I fully invite that. I fully invite that. How about we have this as a nice, structured debate? I yes. Yeah, so I why don't you give Royari her two minutes? So, How about we, so can I t- uh, we're gonna do this by rolling initiative, Oh my everyone. fucking god. We're entering a social uh, encounter. Sorry. Why do I yes. roll? So you're going to be rolling initiative using diplomacy or deception. Cool, I know what I'm fucking using. Diplomacy. I'm gonna actually roll, I don't need panache. 17 plus hmm. 11, that is... Can I roll to intimidate this man? 28. <laughs> you can certainly use intimidation, but be aware, there is a 
there is a, like an agent of the law in the room, and you're supposed to be impressing her. I just want to intimidate the guy. <laughs> you just don't. You can certainly do that. Just don't break the law. That's all. Hmm. So the way that this works is that to run the social encounter, uh, we will be using uh, a, a system that we're going to be calling resistance points, representing uh, and there here's disinclination to approve the, your request. So um, everyone's going to be rolling diplomacy or deception for initiative. Uh, and Dara's going to let everyone present their say in uh, turn. She has some reluctance towards granting you guys uh, your request due to her prior conversation with Delamar, so she's going to start with five resistance points. On his turn, Delamar will ag- automatically add one resistance point with hurtful uh, statements. He can also uh, make a diplomacy or deception check to even get even more. You guys, on the other hand, are going to be able to stave that off by doing other things like swaying Amdara supporting an argument, discrediting him, demonstrating your talents, etc, etc. Uh, if your uh, resistance points reach 10, you fail the negotiation and stuff's not going to be great. And if you reach 0, you succeed at the uh, negotiation and you're, you do it. You, you uh, convinced uh, the constable that you're not the bad guys. You win the fight on the internet. Yeah, you won the internet fight. Does that sound, make yeah. sense? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what did everyone roll? 28. 23. Ooh. Uh, 19. So, all right. Uh, and Dara kind of sighs and she's like, all right, get to your points and uh, convince me why I should or should not accept this request for Lan. And Volio, you are top of the order. What do you do? I would like to disprove. Um, is... There like a specific thing. Is there is there a specific amount of things that I can disprove him, or is it one thing at a time? Uh, it would be you'll basically relay a damaging fact about him. So anything you like, it's basically you need to uh, either discredit Delamar or the Celestial Menagerie which he represents. And that will be a society check. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna use a hero point. Article five. Uh. Plus three, so it's like seven, so I'm fucking re-rolling that. I love your great maths, Ritz. Stop it. Oh, shit. Okay, that's 15 plus three. It's 18. 18? Okay, well, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I would like to let you know that we did not, in fact, have a criminal. Uh, said criminal killed one of our friends, and we held her until the authorities could come get her. We took every step necessary to keep everybody as safe as humanly possible. You could contact him if you are not sure. Uh, Andera kind of like looks up at you and says, And is there anyone in particular that we would be able to contact? Jay Abba from Abberton. Um, he, she nods and says, I know Mr. Abba. Okay. Uh, noted. I'll make Abba sure is contact. a great friend of ours. Uh, and I think uh, Delamar, he goes, oh, as uh, this happens. And you can see that he... She didn't count on her knowing uh, the person that was directly affected by this. Yeah. Uh, so you managed to... Uh, uh, you managed to put him on uh, the defensive. Um, because now it looks like he's lying. So uh, his next deception or diplomacy check is going to be one step... Uh, worse than normal. 
So you haven't removed any resistance points, but you've definitely thrown his credibility uh, under scrutiny for a moment. Mm. This isn't, like, enough to make her be like, yeah, okay, I'll give you a thing. But certainly it's enough to make him look like an asshole. Um, mm. I think it's uh, Delamar's turn, and he's like, well, that may well be. I wasn't given the context there, but the fact of the matter is that you still did start a fight in the streets. You, uh... One of our clowns, uh, ma'am, was punched in the face extremely hard by uh, this tall fellow here. And she's like, hmm, that's not great at all. Uh, and that's an additional resistance point. So you're up to six now. And, uh, that one's hard because that happened. <laughs> yeah, that one did happen. Uh, he's going to make a diplomacy check. That one did happen is the thing. Hammer that in a little bit. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's a seven plus his diplomacy, which is seven, so fourteen. Not enough to get any more. And it's like, how could you let anyone like that into town? A common criminal starting fights on the streets. Disgraceful. And she's like, please, keep it succinct. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, so you're at six now. Royari, it is your turn. Um, right. You need that to be zero. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you lower that? Is that you just like try and uh, swaying swaying her would do it, making a diplomacy check or a deception check to convince Andera why Circus should be allowed to perform an Escadar. Um, Rayari uh, crosses her legs, um, and um, looks to Andera. Ma'am, I apologize for any trouble that we are causing you right now. Believe me, I I did not want to do this, um, or debate at all, um, but, um, the Circus of Wayward Wanderers is not a band of miscreants or anything like that. We are simply people trying to make a living and entertain people and make people happy. A lot of us are people that had nowhere else to go, and this was where we found our home. We are simply trying to entertain. Okay. Um, and she listens, and uh, she's kind of got her hands together and again do a carry pose as she listens. I need you to make me a diplomacy check to convince her that your uh, cause is right. That is a 24. Because it's diplomacy. Okay. Uh, a 24? Um, yeah, that'll do it. And she nods and says, Certainly, that sounds uh, different to what uh, Mr. Delmar described. And he gulps a little bit. Yes, well, he, I'm sure they would hold a grudge. Uh, you are back down to uh, five resistance points. Okay. Which is great. Mm. Um, his core argument earlier when he tried to ham it up also did lose another resistance points because he was kind of caught off guard by Volio. Um... Meaning that you are now at four resistance points. Hell Sexy. yeah. Uh, Ariato, it is your turn. Uh, what do you do? Because you're probably feeling some emotions right now. What's up? She absolutely is. Um, <laughs> and she's probably going to do two things at the same time. Okay. She's going to defend her circus while also discounting Madame Dusklights. Okay, wonderful. Because these two have history. Yeah, you could say that much. Um, 
So, do you want to try Sway Andera, or do you want to discredit the Celestial Menagerie more? Hmm. Well, her speech kind of implies both. Okay. Well, I'll let you do Sway Andera. You can either do Diplomacy or Deception here. I mean, they're both the same, but I'll diplom- I'll use Diplomacy. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's... 23. Uh, okay, 23. Ariadna, what do you say to, uh, to Andara and also, uh, Delmar while you're at it? Ma'am, I'm not entirely sure if you remember me at all from a long time ago when I was still with Madame Dustlight. If the name Ariado at all sounds familiar, you'd know that I was here several times. Mm. Asking. She says, she says, mmm. And immediately, uh, Delmar's like, mmm. Yes. Mm. I was asking for your help because that's what I needed at the time. I was just a teenager facing a lot of abuse. And you and I both know, all of us, I think, in this room know that Madame Deslight just does what she wants a lot of the time, and that causes you a lot of stress. Our circus, the one that we are a part of right now, us three, we can assure you that you're not going to run into any teenagers or anyone in the circus trying to go to you for the same thing that I did several years ago and kept doing until I finally got out. Certainly, at least, I'm glad that you did. And Delmar's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So that's another resistance point knocked off. You're at three resistance points. Keep it up. Um... Volio, it is your turn. Um, would you like to sway, support, demonstrate your talents, or discredit? Oh, damn, bitch. Wait, what would demonstrating my talents do? Uh, show her how cool and great a performer you are. I would fucking love to do that. Um, uh, that would be a performance check. What do you do? You know how, uh, wait, okay. You know what the fushigi is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, you know how in the like really bad commercials they would like have the guy and he'd like have the fushigi like oh roll across god. his back. Yeah. Um. He he takes he takes odd body in, in his hands and he rolls him into like a, a furry ball and he like uh he, he 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 throws him up and he tries to do that with his arms. Okay, making a performance check. 17 plus 10, that's 27. Could a bad circus do this? That's true. She certainly looks at you, dude. Sick as hell. It is sick as hell, and you get the feeling that she's a little bit impressed. And she's like, (laughs) no, I suppose not. (laughs) I suppose a circus wouldn't do that if they were bad. Uh, That removes the resistance point. (laughs) <laughs> She's got a secret. I like the circus. <laughs> um, it's Delamar's turn, and he stands up and he's like, 
Now, madam, I, I simply, I, I understand that they're flashy, but remember, these people are basically criminals. Certainly that they did what you'd, like, they may have uh, done what they said in the name of J. Aber. Again, I emphasize, I was not made aware of that. But from what I understand, if my sources are correct, they went, uh, they went into an ancient tower. Do you, do you know the Aeon Tower? The Aeon Tower in, uh, just no, yes, I know. They entered it and they performed acts of vandalism, destroying, uh, ancient artifacts and runes and stuff. Uh, so that increases by one, uh, resistance back to four now, and he's gonna try see if he can get more. He can't. That's a failure. Uh, She's only slightly like, huh, that's kind of fucked up. Why do you do that? <laughs> um, Alright. Royari, it is your turn. Um, Royari literally um, sits up and says, Okay, now it's my turn. Um, hi. Um, so the Aeon Tower that we went to, um, we were asked specifically to go there because there were things going on there and we were these some of the stronger people in the town um, because their sheriff had gone missing um, and there was not much else for them to do except struggle. So we took, um, so because of the fact that the three of us, um, um, he points his fingers at Ariado and Volio, um, decided to help out the town because we cared. Um, and we went up to the Aeon Tower. We did not destroy random runes. We freed, uh, there were runes. There was an invisible stalker stuck there? Like, he had been stuck there for a very, very, very long time? Um, and we essentially went there to check out what was happening. There was some shit happening. Like, oh god, what are they called? They were the dinosaur people. You remember? You remember? Troglodytes. I think that was yes, troglodytes. They were they were there. Zulgath. Ah, the Zulgath. Yes, they were. Uh, there was Zulgath there. <laughs> if you'd like proof, that is also something that you can talk to Mayor Aber about. Like you can do that. Make as me well a diplomacy as... check. Mm -hmm. And the leader of the Hermitage. Yep, and the leader of the Hermitage. My ears very Aww. good friends with Mayor Aber. This one is only an 18. I think she kind of like uh, sits there and she chews her lip for a moment and she says, I don't see what this has to do with letting you into Eskadar. I'm just saying that what he's saying is literally untrue. Uh, you don't remove a resistance point this time around, but you don't make things worse for you either. So that's nice. Um. Ariado, it is your turn. You are at four resistance points. I guess support an argument to support Royari's last statement. Okay, cool. Uh, what do you say? And I will let you use vision lore on this one if you like. Vision lore? Mm -hmm. Because it has to do with the Zulgat. To go back on that previous statement, it does involve us. I believe that it does help us with our case of staying in Eskadar because... It shows that we were being honest with the people of with the people of Aberton. 
And it shows that we will also be honest with you and the people here in Eskadar. We care about everyone in the city. We want to make sure everyone has fun. And we also want to make sure that everyone has fun safely. If there's any danger, we will go ahead and help with that. We will help the city guards if we have to. If we need, like, if we need to, if you need anything, like, off of your shoulders, you could, you can come to us. That is no problem. You can talk to Mayor Aber about this. You can talk to the leader of uh, the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. They are both friends, as far as I know. Make me your vision lore check, because this is something that uh, you would have been helped by your knowledge of the Zulgat. Nah, 20. That's so hot. Okay. So here's the thing. That's devastating. Um, because on a critical, uh, on that success, not only do you retroactively make Royari's uh, argument a success, because he was one off the DC anyway. You are so sexy, Kick. You also remove a resistance <laughs> point as well. Re- ha- removing two resistance points in one argument. And I think uh, as Delamar shrinks in his seat, um, Amdara kind of nods and she's like, I suppose that does make sense. And I certainly value honest workers in an environment like this. Thank you for correcting me on my uh, false interpretation of the subject. Of course, ma'am. Uh, so you're at two resistance points now. Delamar's starting to sweat real bad. Hey, Volio, it's your turn. What the fuck do you do? I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make him sweat more because I'm gonna sway her. I'm gonna kiss ass. Okay, go for it. Where <laughs> looks so um, smug right now? <laughs> Volio's gonna start with a um. I would like to uh, just remind you that. It may be a very good idea to let another circus into town, because why not welcome more business? Why not give the people of Eskadar a choice? Why not give them more to do? Who wants to go to just one circus when you could go to two? Okay, make me a diplomacy or deception check. Diplomacy because you're telling the truth, or deception because you are uh, putting on an act to seem nicer. (laughs) I'm trying to look nice, because my deception's better. That is a 12 plus 11, 23. She does nod and she's like, hmm, a bit of healthy competition would certainly be beneficial to the uh, the monopoly that the uh, Celestial Menagerie currently has. Delamar sinks further into his chair uh, and he there's one resistance point. It looks like she's on the cusp of being swayed. Uh, and I think he kind of like pokes up and he's like now hold on just a moment please I I understand competition is good and everything and some of these accusations towards the Celestial Menagerie are totally unfair we have been are an established organization we have been established for the last 20 years or so and while we now have uh, our disagreements on how things should be done from time to time overall we have been a benefit to this city and he kind of points at you guys and says Meanwhile, these people have only just found it, and they can tell you everything that they like about how they're good-natured heroes, but they don't have the experience to back it up. And he's going to make a diplomacy check. That is an 11 plus 7. It's not enough to uh, sway her. 
and just... So you're at two resistance points. This could be enough. Uh, Royari, it is your turn, as uh, Andera is slightly less on the cusp as she was before, but she is, like, leaning to look at you, Royari. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, Royari is just going to try and, and, and convince her now, mm-hmm. instead of, like, uh, arguing against things. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's got no other arguments. Um, Rayari looks to, um, to Amdara and says, We may not have experience as, like, like we may not have years of experience as, th- as this exact circus, but the majority of us have been performers for most of, if not all of our lives. We are still experienced performers. We just... This is a new circus, newer circus that we have, like, gathered folks to work in our own. Because we, because we, we gathered to be the circus of um, Wayward Wanderers because we wanted to run the circus the way that we wanted to. A lot of us um, left um, Mistress Dusklight's um, Celestial Menagerie because we didn't agree with the way that she ran things. So our decision was then that we should make our own circus and run things the way that we think is proper. Okay. Make me a diplomacy check. Okay. The DC's a little lower because that was a pretty good argument. Mm-hmm. That's a 15 plus 13. That's a 28. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah? The DC lowered to DC 18. 18? and so fellas that's a critical success yes fuck this guy (laughs) and Derek nods and says I think I've heard everything I need to hear Mr. Delamar I appreciate you coming here today but um, if you don't mind I'd like to have a meeting now in private with the Circus of Wayward Wonders and Delamar Rari looks at Delmar, and it is the most shit-eating grin that he's ever seen. <laughs> um, the Aeon Stones rotate above your head, Royari, and he stares at you and says, Well, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure we'll see each other again very soon. Oh, I'm sure. Very soon. And I'm sure I don't need to read your fortune to know that Dustlike's gonna be mad with you. <laughs> Delamar slinks out like a dog with a tail between his legs. Uh, Volio takes his seat. <laughs> there was a fourth seat, I will point He's... out. You just have been standing there this entire I know. time. Volio yeah, wasn't uh, going to let him fucking sit in the middle of him. You see, Volio knew that um, he was over seven feet tall, so he had to <laughs> he was for intimidation. It was an intimidation tactic, yes. Um, Amdara kind of inhales and exhales and she's like I apologize for the difficulty there um, thank you for it's clearing okay. up any confusion it's okay we're used to it from them <laughs> um, so I approve of your request to give you some land um, please don't make me regret it absolutely uh, not all entertainment companies uh, in Eskadar are required to pay city a 5% tax on their earnings. I hope that is alright. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, you have up to two weeks to set up your first public performance. Thank you. Plenty of time. Thank you very much. And I look forward to being one of the first to buy a ticket. She smiles. Ryari grins and is sparkling. I reserve you a seat at the front. I appreciate that very <laughs> much. Uh, make sure not to phrase that like a bribe. It could be taken very, very poorly. And uh, Derek, oh no, like, I'm just very appreciative. Uh, Derek is <laughs> at the back is like, whoa, I didn't hear that boss lady. He says, please do not call me boss lady. <laughs> um, so she kind of like leans forward and she pulls out a little uh, piece of paper and she says, the only large plot of land available for the circus is on Escadar's outskirts. The area mm-hmm. is easily accessible from the city, but it is badly overgrown and rumored to hold treacherous terrain and dangerous creatures. I admit honestly that I see two advantages in leasing the site to you. I don't want to risk my guards in the difficult task of clearing the area, and the city can put the site to productive use once the circus has moved on. If you have any questions now, uh, please uh, ask away, and I'll clear up the best I can before you leave. I'm a very busy You would like us to clean it up? Yes, well, you will have to. It's rather overgrown. And like I said, it's... I don't know exactly what lives there, but there are rumors that there are creatures in the area that could be problematic to you if you don't clean it up first. That's okay. Hmm. All right. It's a bramble-filled valley along the dirt roads about a mile north of Escadar. Should be uh, ideal for you. Now, is that everything? Mm, I believe it is, unless anybody else has any questions. Mm. No. Okay. You have two weeks. I look forward to it. Good evening, everyone, and have a great day. You too, uh, Miss. Uh, and uh, Darkus kind of waves and says, Well, be seeing you, everyone. Uh, Oh, I will be seeing you. And Rary gets up. And you guys uh, leave the Conclave Square. You have a few minutes to discuss with each other. Uh, well, we will have to get the whole circus to help us clear out the area. Oh, it will we be a bonding experience. We simply cannot guard this on our own. It'll be a bonding experience, and maybe if any of the creatures are things like Boars, we'll have dinner. <gasps> yes! Please believe we <laughs> shall find boars. A rare grins and is like, well, I feel accomplished after ruining the day of that man. I hope you ruined his life. I could, I could as- only assume that you are having a wonderful day now, Ariado. <laughs> Listen, if I ever get to tell off anyone from that stupid circus... I'll do it. Oh, with the amount that we've probably pissed off Madame Dusklight, at this rate, you'll be able to cuss her out yourself. (laughs) Can't wait to do that again. (laughs) The first time was very... so fucking good. It was was very (laughs) impressive. Believe me, I have words for her. You were so cool. (laughs) As dusk falls on the wandering tree, you guys get ready to head back to your uh, circus and... Bring everyone into this plot of land 
you can start setting up the Circus of Wayward Wonders in Eskadar. Delamar Gyanvin uh, makes his way uh, through the streets, licking his wounds like a dog. Um, as he kind of makes his way up to a, a huge towering pair of uh, wrought iron gates, he carefully steps into the Celestial Menagerie. And as he kind of makes his way in, uh, he sees a trio of figures. A bald, uh, a bald man covered in tattoos. A prissy woman in a white suit beside a sad-looking lion. And the scariest clown you've ever seen. And uh, the uh, lady uh, snaps is like, Well, how did it go? And she's like, Well, your intelligence was correct. One, uh, the Circus of Wayward Blunders has made its way into Eskadar. And, uh, the tattooed man snarls and says, Ugh! Mistress Dusklight is going to be mad as hell. And, uh, finally the clown sighs and says, Well, fellas, I, for one, am looking forward to an interesting few weeks. This episode of Dice to Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Dennis FFX, Eva, Chris Lutman, Hiku, Lonesome Chunk, Rick Jones, Casper, Steph, Emlyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C, Fan Daniel, Skyly Peep, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Elizabeth, Danny, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Donald Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Mel Eeyore, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Harley Fleming, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, Emlyn Moderna, John the Bookhorder, SS66Seeker, Leon, Tyler, Dame Valerie the Turd, and Sierra. You wanna support us too? Check out uh, patreon.com slash roll and see what you can get for helping us to keep it rolling. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.